It's spooky time. Spooky time. Hey everybody, welcome to the Real DMC Podcast. DMC stands for Dave, Marcus, and Colin. Guys, have you uh, watched any interesting videotapes in the last seven days? I try to avoid putting in random videotapes. I've done it before. You don't get good results. Do you even have a VCR at this point? No, I don't have any way to play physical media in any any way, shape, or form. I think I actually have a VCR somewhere up in the closet. You, you need to put on Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before we get rolling, so just wanted to, again, acknowledge that we've had some pretty good listener growth over the past couple of months. Uh, we're very interested in hearing from you directly. So we'd love to get a movie recommendation from you or just general feedback. Uh, we're always looking for somebody to tell Colin how much he sucks. So that's always fun. You can give us a, you can connect with us on Twitter at RealDMC. Um, and you can also send us an email at feedback at realdmc.com. Let us know what's going on. We did actually receive a message from Jamie last week who sent us a message. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Um, Jamie's also been known to occasionally podcast with us. So, <laughs> but, but Jamie, we appreciate the feedback anyways. Yeah, I really appreciated it, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what did Jamie say in the message, Colin? Something about me sucking. The feedback loop is starting to work. So, uh, today we are here to discuss Gore Verbinski's 2002's The Ring. Because that this videotape that kills you when you watch it. You start to play it, that's like somebody's nightmare. And as soon as it's over, your phone rings. And what they say is, you will die in seven days. Okay, just by way of general introduction, the film maintains a 7.1 on IMDb, so people do appear to like it. Uh, The original Ringu, which is the Japanese version of this film, because the ring is a remake of that, that maintains a rating of 7.2. So that was a one-point difference? I actually think... So I I started watching Ringu yesterday, because I was very, very curious about it. And I I think Gore Verbinski's version is a lot better. Really? Yeah. But then again, I I wasn't... (laughs) actually able to finish it i still have about 30 minutes <laughs> do, you, do you get a little bit scared and you have to turn it off you can only take it in like 20 minute increments i do yeah 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 well one thing that's interesting is the difference in the budget between the two films so the original was made for 1.2 million and the budget on this one was 48 million oh okay so, well there there you go that explains it yeah there's a little bit of a i mean difference in terms of the uh you know how much how much the film was funded I was surprised the budget was so uh, was so much. Yeah, I was actually surprised to see it was forty eight million dollars. I would have thought it was less, but it ends up being forty times the budget of the original. So I'm not that surprised, just simply because I think that the the original was like a huge success, and so it was like, oh, this we we have a solid product here, and we're gonna put a give a, a good director who's gonna make it look amazing, and you know, I, I think it paid off. What was the what was the uh, box office? So yeah, the box office, it came in for the year 2002. It came in at number 18 overall. It made $126 million in the U.S. domestic box office. Yeah, I, I don't question the Hollywood investing the $48 million. I was just surprised for a horror movie, it didn't seem to, they didn't get the bang for the buck, I don't think. It looked good. It was fine, but I don't think it was, I wouldn't say it was that high of a budget. All right, well, we can talk about that. I, I'm really interested to get your guys' impressions on it after, because we've all what, we've all seen it before? Well, why don't we talk about that? So what is your history with the film, each of you, in, in terms of before this latest rewatch? When was the last time you saw the movie? I probably watched it once back in 2002. Well, so I, I mean, yeah, because I, I don't think I had seen it since I watched it originally when it came out. 
and I don't, I, I didn't see it in the theater, so it must have been around 2002, 2003 that I saw it. I do recall it being at the time I thought like a pretty scary movie, or I, I thought it was pretty effective. This time, not so much. Yeah, I had about the same. I thought I remember, I remember it fondly. I thought it was a good scary movie. I thought it was a good concept. I don't remember if I watched it at home or at the theater. I don't think I saw it in the theater, so it probably was at at home. And I think it does work kind of like in in that age, like of videotapes and like, it's it's very like dated movie with home phones being called and like all sorts of like just play it places it in an older time i don't know if it could be remade today with the same kind of mechanisms it's like color id you're like i eh, know <laughs> i'm not answering that <laughs> color id samara you're like nah it's cool <laughs> <laughs> scam scam likely <laughs> Tele- telemarketer well so colin colin very specifically yeah. so i'm interested in your opinion because i do believe that prior to at least your most recent rewatch, that this was a movie that you thought was scary, right? This is a movie that did scare you previously. Yeah, let me take it back to a cool October evening in 2002. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I, I got this off of... I believe your girlfriend said it was choice. She, she did, <laughs> yes. Or tasty. I think it was tasty. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah, so I rented this, I think, off Netflix, got the DVD, and I uh, was watching it. I was alone. Uh, at home and it was like a late afternoon so it was still light out and by the time I finished the movie it was like totally dark out and that none of the lights were on so like when the, when it was over it was like really dark and then they had on the special features you were able to actually watch the whole video right so I was like oh cool I want to check this out so I watched the whole video and by the way I think the video is like very creepy so I watched the whole thing and I'm now I'm like fairly creeped out and then it stops and it goes to the, the snow on the TV, right? And then I realize all the lights are off and then the fucking phone rings. <laughs> <laughs> and I nearly lost it. It was just Emily calling, but I <laughs> really, That's good, though. I really I mean, that's almost a good lost story. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and for me, I think what I remembered most was how fucking scared I was after the first scene in the movie where, well, actually it was like during the the funeral, they do this quick cut shot to Katie in the closet. Right. And her face is just like horribly twisted. And, and that scared the fuck out of me. And so they really set the tone for the rest of the film. And so because of all that and the phone call afterwards, like I ended up watching it the next day. Uh, So I watched it again, like immediately after. So I really, really liked this movie a lot, but then I haven't seen it since then. So I was very, very curious. And I think what I found out was that I still really, really like this movie, but it's really not that scary. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think this movie is scary at all. I mean, that's the, yeah, that, that, that's, I mean, the imagery is, it's a, it's a really well-made movie and the imagery is very effective and there's a lot, there's a lot to like just in the overall style of the film. Like, it's very stylish and, and the reveals of, of the things that you like when you see the mirror that is in the video that shows up in the house. All that is actually very effective and interesting. But in my mind, the problem with this movie, by the way, we are going to spoil it, obviously. So You've had 19 years to watch this movie. If you haven't watched it by now, well, go out and watch it first and then listen to the rest of this podcast. So I think this movie is set up for one scene at the end, right? For Samara to emerge from the television set. And I don't think that that scene works at all. I mean, I, I just think that that's kind of it just it's it's kind of stupid. It's not scary at all to me. So that's so the, the fact that it builds to this where she's gonna you know come out and you see what happens when she how she finally does her final kill. 
I don't know. I just, I, did you think the TV set, like her coming out of the TV set at the end, is that effective to you? Does that scare you at this point? Yeah, I don't think it's particularly scary, but I think it's particularly cool. Yeah, it's it's creepy. Yeah, for yeah. sure. No, it, I mean, it looks, it looks good. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I totally agree with everything you said. It's a, it's, it's a really well-made movie. It's very atmospheric and it's done very well. But to me, it's more like it's a mystery and they're out to solve a puzzle. Right. Or they, they really did a great job from that aspect. And that's what I think is really engaging about the movie. But as a horror movie uh, with, you know, scares and stuff, there's one big scare and then that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. that was my thought too. It's very much like, uh, it's almost like all the president's men, I mean, but with a horror slant instead of political slant, you have the journalist digging into the stories and trying to figure out what happened. And it, it really has that investigative angle and not as much uh horror angle interesting all the pre- there maybe that was the pitch it's like all the president's men like meets japanese horror film <laughs> do you know do you know i like i knew that it was based on a a japanese movie but i didn't realize that 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 movie was based upon a japanese novel based upon a japanese uh mythos or- yeah and did you guys do any additional research on the the mythology that goes back in terms of who samara is and all that did you see that I did a little bit, but not. I wasn't that interested. Yeah, apparently there's a whole backstory, which I'm not sure if it's in the the Japanese original or the novel. But uh, Samara, as a baby, you know, was was born somewhere, and she was even as a baby starting to drive the mom crazy. So the mom attempted to drown the baby in a fountain, and was interrupted by some nuns, and the baby was saved. And then I think the mom killed herself, and then the baby was adopted by this family. What was interesting is, for whatever reason, towards the end of the late 90s, early 2000s, I think because of this, because of a few other movies, uh, you know, like Battle Royale, etc., I definitely went through a phase of watching a decent amount of Japanese films and Japanese horror in particular. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with Audition. Do you guys ever see the movie Audition? No. no. I, in fact, I've never seen any Japanese horror films except for Ringu, and even then it was only the first 45 minutes. Yeah, the Japanese make some pretty crazy horror films, for sure. <laughs> They're very stylish, very, very violent. Uh, there's a whole, um, and then even, you know, it's kind of like horror action, but the whole um, Takashi Miike, like Itchy the Killer, are you familiar with any of those type films? No. No. Yeah, okay. There's, yeah, so I, I, you know, went through a phase. This is of, your pretentious of, horror phase? Well, it was my, it was my, I went through a brief sort of, you know, Japanese horror film curiosity. So, and then of course you had the remakes that came over, I think around this time. So somewhere before or after, but you had The Grudge. I think that was a series with uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. You had Pulse, Dark Water. Those were all, you know, successful American films that were remakes of Japanese horror. So there was definitely a, a wave of these in the early 2000s. Yeah, I think, you know, I've seen a lot of these remakes. It, it's, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to watch Ringu just to see, you know, how did it compare? Because I've heard so much about Japanese horror films. And right now, like, I'm an hour in. Um, what I found really, really interesting is that I didn't find it particularly scary at all. In fact, some of the, you know, like the, the close-up shots of the faces, they're not as twisted and distorted and, you know, made up as the American version. But now I don't know what's going to happen in the last 30 minutes. I will finish it. Yeah. Um, so how about uh, Gore Verbinski as a director? Is that somebody that uh, you seek out his films or just what's your general opinion? I don't seek out his films. However, I, what I know is that I've watched several of his films and, and liked them a lot. So, so one trivia note, apparently he directed the Budweiser Frogs commercial. Uh, so <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so go Gore Verbinski. Um, and then he also... 
He made he made the pirate film, so that's I mean probably maybe what he's most known for. I would think um, he also made a couple other movies. So did you ever see The Weatherman with Nicolas Cage? No. Oh, I really like that movie. That's a very I think that's a very fun, interesting movie, and it's a it's a slowed down Nick Cage. So it's not like he's doing crazy zany. He plays a weatherman, so the film's appropriately titled. But I definitely recommend that. That's uh, definitely worth watching. Yeah, I do want to see. He did Ringo, which is the animated western with johnny depp so i do want to see that one i've heard uh, great things about that yeah we should but, do rango i actually want to watch that for sure yeah most of his like he's most well known for the pirates of the caribbean which are fun movies they're good kind of action movies well um, i have a but he hasn't he hasn't done all that much i only made it to the second pirates film like after i saw the second one i'm like yeah i'm kind of done with it so I, I didn't go to the i didn't see any of the rest of them yeah they're all about the same <laughs> maybe i've seen them or maybe i haven't yeah <laughs> so I, I have a question about this the Pirates of the Caribbean is the first one, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I really like that movie a lot. Yeah, that, that's a really good yeah. movie. It's that's a, a, really that's a fun movie. movie. Yeah. I did not yeah. like the rest of them, but um, it suffers from this the sequel effect, right? It tries to up the ante and just right. kind of. How about the Lone Ranger? Did you guys see that? No, that looks terrible. I I did see it, and it wasn't as bad as it was made out to be. <laughs> I was, I was, those, those, that was the exact phrase I was going to be, I was using, not as bad as you would think, but the Johnny yeah. Depp character in that film is just a disaster. I, he, I know he obviously has worked with Johnny Depp quite a bit because when you have pirates, the Lone Ranger and Rango, so apparently Depp is his muse, but um, that's a, that's a very strange performance. In that so movie. when are we going to do Rango? Because it's a movie that like I, I keep hearing is really, really good. And uh, I've never seen it because it's animation. Yeah. Maybe somebody should pick it next. Maybe I will. Okay. You don't like animation? Not anymore, really. I just don't. There's like a lot of it. And I don't know. But then again, when I was visiting my mom, we ended up watching um, something. I forget what it was. It was a Pixar movie and it was really great. So, <laughs> Soul? Soul. No, 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 no. Actually, no. It was an, it was Onward? an old Oh, it was uh, Ratatouille. And yeah, Ratatouille? And Ratatouille. yeah it, was, it was a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun. So, yeah. And it. I saw the Lego movie like after it had come out and and I did like that a lot. That's a good time to see it. I mean Colin Colin snuck into the studio and and watched a rough cut of the Lego movie. Well, you know me, like uh, sometimes I get my hands on Academy screeners. um. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. You guys want to talk about cast for a second? So not a not a long conversation here. Uh, I do think Naomi Watts is really strong as Rachel. I think it's a it's a really good performance. I'm kind of surprised she's not a bigger star than she is. I don't know. I think every time I see her in a movie, I just think she's a very, really good actor. I love Naomi Watts. Yeah. I, that's all I'm going to say. I love Naomi Watts. She's won an Academy Award, so I mean, she's fairly recognized. Her her performance in Mulholland Drive was just like amazing. Uh, Roger Ebert would disagree with with that and this movie. Well, what does Ebert, what well, what does did, Ebert say? How many... What, yeah, what did Ebert say? He said she felt very... Actually, she's only uh, Oscar-nominated. She has not won. I'm sorry. He thought she was very flat, and she added nothing nothing to either role. And you got... At, by the end of it, you felt nothing for her nor her characters. For both Mulholland Drive and The Ring. Obviously, hmm. Roger Ebert, somebody took his balls away from him a long time ago. <laughs> um, I, you know, I can't. Ebert's... A, he must he hate Australians. I don't know. Fucking Ebert. Yeah. <laughs> i'm really pissed <laughs> off now and, uh, and then yeah and then i don't know that this is a, a long conversation on the cast front because you have martin henderson who plays noah and my thought of looking at martin henderson is 
It's like if you're trying to clone James McAvoy in a telepod and you get it about with about 75% accuracy, I think you end I, up I, with I think you, Martin yeah, Harrison. I think if you clone uh, McAvoy and Luke Wilson and mash them together, you get Martin Henderson. Or I think if Matthew Modine was somehow stuck in the corner of the telepod and you didn't see him and you, Interesting. you, you actually yeah. merge those two together, I think you end up get, getting Martin Henderson. Yeah. He's a bit lost in this. I mean, like he's just sort of there. He's, he's, uh, he's all right. However... David Dorfman as Aiden, I think... David the Dorf Dorfman? David the Dorf Dorfman. I actually have it in my Seriously? notes. So what? <laughs> Do- He's the star of the Dorfman show. Dorfman rocks. He is so... You know, you know what you recognize him from, right? Immediately. No. What? The no? ring? No. What? From the Texas Chainsaw. He was the, he's the little boy, Jedediah, oh, in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, holy shit. This kid basically has... This he kid is that creepy, market. man. He is awesome. Yeah. He's like... he He... The, the movie would not be anywhere near as good as it is if it wasn't for him. Yes, he's a, he appears to be a 40-year-old man trapped in the body of a, like a, an 8-year-old kid or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how he like does all his dialogue with his, his eyes just like wide open. You know, it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He's really, really good. Yeah, it's a, it's a great performance. I, there, I do have some questions in terms of the mythology where Samara is talking to him, but you know, in a, I don't know, it's, it's, it, he has a different relationship with the spirit than anybody else, apparently. Yeah. And they didn't really explain much about that. Yeah. They don't, they don't explain that at all. I was saying, so Brian Cox shows up as Richard Morgan. Uh, it's always great to see Brian Cox. I don't know. He's just one of those actors that just love, love seeing him in almost anything. Uh, I will give him some props for his, or, or maybe not. I'm unclear his suicide prep. <laughs> I, love I think it. he really he has. Was- he had lots of there was all I'm trying to think how many how many cords were like plugged into like how many he, power strips were like plugged into other power strips and he made sure he was gonna get it right. He, he definitely <laughs> did. This is, I mean there was like he, this is, he really went the extra mile to pull as much electrical equipment into the bathtub to, as to possible. Talk about belt and suspenders. I mean, Jesus. Um <laughs> <laughs> I I was thinking like his role dude, was so small in the movie. Maybe a though. toaster. Like a toaster would have done it, but okay. Yeah. Hair dryer. Yeah. Yeah. So congrats to Richard Morgan for being very thorough when it comes to suicide prep. Yeah, I don't think I would go electrocution though as my uh, <laughs> as my suicide method, but he could just go jump off the same cliff that his wife did. I'd do something, something else. That seems too too elaborate. Um, that's it on the cast side for me. Anybody else you want to highlight? No. So a little bit of a casting. So did you know who was originally cast for the role but turned it down? The role of Rachel. Yeah, there were actually several people. No. Jennifer Conley was the uh, first offer the oh, role. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, no, 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 um, no, 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 no. But she didn't want to be typecast um, as a Scream Queen. And then Gwyneth Paltrow and Kate Beckinsale also turned it down. Ooh. Wow. And so Naomi Watts was uh, fourth or fifth on the list there. I think they're all good choices except for Jennifer Love Hewitt. I think Jennifer Connelly would have been great with it. I think. I think. I think Naomi Watts did really well with it. So I don't think it. I don't think it's changing the movie all too much. Can we just say Naomi Watts? She screams amazingly well. The when when she okay. you know when she saw Aiden watching the the videotape and she screams like no, oh man, nailed it. Yeah, she needs to take the Ethan Hawke route and just uh, embrace the horror movies. By the way, why did that kid end up watching that particular videotape? Because it was there. Which one? The first one? Well, I mean, you know, if you Aiden? get up, you know, yeah. What's oh, yeah, that was that was a little bit bizarre. Don't don't you think if you're you know eight or nine, you're probably gonna pop in your copy of like whatever some cartoon as opposed to? Uh, I think yeah. we've already established that he's like a forty year old trapped in a, a nine year old's body. <laughs> he's like, oh, I really enjoy 
uh, East German impressionist filmmaking. This this speaks to me. How many times I told you, do not put in random dad's videotapes. I was going to say, uh, it was a blank <laughs> videotape. So he's like, ooh, porn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So you guys want to, anybody else aside from that, your last shout out there, Colin, cast wise? No, because I, honestly, I like, I, I mean, like I've heard yeah, Amber Tamblin played Katie, uh, but I don't really know who she is. And, uh, <laughs> apparently her name is amber tamlin i believe would you like to read through the whole imdb stunning commentary (laughs) (laughs) i think what i meant to say was that i recognize her name and i've seen her in movies i just can't tell you what this was like a role uh when she was fairly young this is (laughs) getting better dude uh this was an actress that was in the movie how about this she ended up marrying or is a partner with david cross and there there's a big age gap there, boom, there's my Amber Tamlin knowledge. Whew. All right, I'm good. Scintillating. <laughs> I'm good. Hot, hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right, well, you guys want to just talk about the overall mythology? Yeah. All right, so let me, here's, I'll, I'll try to break it down, because just to make sure that I think I have it, I'm curious to see if you guys have the same interpretation. Uh, so you had this couple that was living on an island. It's a fictional island off the coast of Washington. Uh, she can't conceive. She has, uh, they want to have a child. She has multiple miscarriages. They leave and come back with a child. They don't, they don't really ever tell anybody on the island where they got this girl, but they name her Samara. Um, she has the ability, which I guess in Japanese is called nensha, which is the ability to project images uh, into people's heads and in some cases directly onto physical surfaces. So he has the, she has the ability to physically manipulate you know, matter with her thoughts and create images. And you see that. Isn't that after... She dies though. No, it's actually well. She's still alive. Uh, um, l- yeah. Let me ask you a question because um, when um, Noah was looking through the files, he found like these. It, it said like thermography. It was like a, a thermography yeah. study. Is that look like X rays yeah, or something? It, it, it yeah, like X rays. Is, is that real or is that what you're you're referring to? I didn't. I wasn't really familiar with that at all. And then they didn't really follow up a lot on it in more detail they did a little bit but not really in a lot no, of detail. And that's, what, that's what i'm saying i think the mythology is kind of i think it's sort of it's mostly there is what it feels like because the so the photography when i was i just did a little bit of research and, and it is it refers to thermally like burned images. okay so that's like what it's, that it's, is it's, it's like it's heat heat created or you know heat basically plays a role in the creation of the image so and you saw that in terms of like she burned the tree like onto the wall behind the the paper in the bar uh, right, right. So, okay yeah and she also burned the their arms. Yeah, yeah. So that's and that's so. So she's projecting the vision of somebody grabbing the arm, but actually, what she's really doing is just you know projecting the physical damage onto the arm. Uh, I thought that was only for the spirit. So once she dies, then she gets all this. Like that was my understanding of the the kind of the the story. No, because it's, it's just all ghost, and so then it allows you to do whatever you want, right? Because like, oh, it's a ghost, and the ghost has these abilities, and you can't really question it because. It's a ghost. No, well, it definitely is something that she had when she was just a normal child because that's the whole backstory of how she ended up in the barn and all that, right? Because she's sending these thoughts into her parents' heads. The She's living in the barn. So, so I think what the, I think I'd imagine what the dad did is he said, okay, let's just try to get her a little bit further away from us to see if it's going to solve anything. So they, you know, built that, you know, that hidden yeah, yeah. loft area in the barn. And then while she was in there, because the horses were there, the horses were bothering her, keeping her up at night, and she yeah. couldn't sleep. So then she basically projected a bunch of negative imagery into the horses, and they went crazy. And then the, I think 36 of them went and you know jumped off a cliff, right, and killed themselves. So it was this mass 
horse suicide at the time authorities came in and they quarantined the barn and all that uh but they you know couldn't obviously find it wasn't they, they couldn't find the daughter's uh bedroom <laughs> upstairs in the barn no, I, well i was gonna say that's that's one thing that's a little strange but okay yeah so apparently they maybe they, that's her playroom yeah. or something yeah and no railings on it either very much not to code i mean what oh yeah we should talk about that ladder at some point because <laughs> um i you know i mean props to them for climbing that ladder it's like you there's no fucking way i'm going up that ladder <laughs> that ladder was this that ladder was the scariest thing in the movie for me <laughs> It would be it would be a high. Uh, Fuck that! High, <laughs> I'm not climbing that thing. Yeah. What is that? Like Thirty foot or something? I have a ladder yeah. phobia. I think so. Wow. Um, just... So, anyways, so then the little girl because so after the horses die, then the mom finally says, "I've had enough of this," and walks the daughter out to a well, wraps a plastic bag around her head, doesn't suffocate her, just kind of puts the bag over well, her head. I think head. she I'm not was. Sure why I think she, she was that. suffocating her. But she yeah. just didn't. It's her, it's her first. Didn't finish the job. Child kill. <laughs> she she's not experienced with it. <laughs> Yeah, rookie, she, she rookie, move, game. rookie move. Yeah, she, she, I've she, seen this in a movie. Somehow, you just put the bag over the head and they die, right? <laughs> yeah, it was in the beginning of in the line of fire. Now, yeah. So, anyways, but in, so it's just kind of a quick grab, obviously, and then she does the old alley oop into the well, and so Samara goes down there, and then they close it on up. Um, I have a lot of quite, and then so then of course Samara is down in the well. She's she she survives for seven days, and then but then this is where it gets a little fuzzy for me because oh, and then Anna, the mom who is guilt-stricken with her actions, ends up jumping off a cliff to kill herself. So that's how she dies. So that's the image that you see on the videotape is her jumping off the cliff. One of the questions I had there was, was that Samara projecting her to do that? Was like forcing her to do that? Or did she just basically, was she replicating an image of what actually happened? Not totally clear. Um, Yeah, but she could have been a ghost at that point too and seen it. But then, yeah, so then somebody builds a cabin over (laughs) the well and yeah, that was like kind of like a weird. Yeah, so I have I have a question. It's like who, I don't know why they built it on top of it, right, and not nearby, because that cabin looked like it was like three hundred years old. Is that <laughs> I have, I have some thoughts on that cabin, I, by the way, but yeah, um, that, well, I mean, when I first saw the cabin, I I just thought, hey, Rachel, don't you listen to our podcast? I mean, come on, yeah, seriously, creepy cabin in the middle the of the woods. In the wood. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, it's and here's the thing: who's going to look at that cabin and go, oh, I want to go there? It's kind of like Evil Dead light, <laughs> you know? It has there's the, a lot of yeah. moss, I mean, the mo- moss all the over the roof, the, and yeah. Yeah, it's not even you want to go there. You have to pay to go there. Like it's, it's well, not <laughs> like a shelter. Mountain not Inn. only that, but apparently they rent those cabins by the hour because Rachel decided she's like, oh, I'll take I'll take cabin yeah. twelve. So you know, because I just want to take a nap before going back. Yeah, it was, but so I okay. So so here's just I have one question here. So so they took Samara to that location and they killed her. It was it was like hey, it was a you know it was a like hey, let's go on vacation. It's kind of like an yeah. execution themed vacation. Like <laughs> they wanted to go find some place to kill her, I guess, but. If they throw her down the well, so first of all, who builds the cabin over the well and when? Like, when does that actually happen? Right, so right? Yeah, also, why, like, you have a nice open lot. Why are you going to say, like, I'm going to build this cabin right over this well? Right. It doesn't seem like that would be <laughs> like, to code, right? Why, so, why not, like, right next to it and then you can have a nice little well? Yeah. So nearby. I initially thought, because what, what I initially thought was that they own the land and they built the cabin over the well as a way to cover it up. But yeah, I don't think that that's, would make a little more sense. But I don't think that's the case. I mean, I think it's just a. No, no, no. It's, it's Shelter Mountain Inn for sure. Yeah. It's a vacation right, property. So here, here, because that's when, because, because when Rachel comes to, see richard morgan she says where he asks her where she got the tape and she tells him and that's when he decides to kill himself right right all right well i to to to, to answer your question they used to own the land because they you know uh anna had taken her out there and she said oh isn't this like so beautiful you know and then they probably uh he probably later sold it off and a developer then 
built a bunch of cabins and decided, well, you know, even though there's this old well here, it, it doesn't work anymore. No one's going to use it. It's it's fouled. And um, yeah, we're just going to like build on top of it, build over it. Then I think, yeah, I, it seems, I, I, I mean, it's not too far-fetched. Seems unlikely. Yeah. But then what's interesting is the- I have an old well in my backyard and it's a, it's in the, it's under the lawn. The house is not on top of it. Like, and the lawn is put over it. You have an old well in the, in your backyard? Yeah. yeah. Under the lawn. Have you seen any disturbing imagery lately? Just yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I have not. Are you having any I, evil, not dug it evil up thoughts either, right so. now? Yeah. <laughs> Marcus is frantically like uh, scribbling long, dark What's lines over there? the over all the faces <laughs> in the magazines. Well, then, okay. So then, here's the other question. So the cabin. I mean, if you look at that cabin, that cabin's been there for a while, and a lot of people oh, have yeah. been there for a long time. And it feels like longer than thirty years. Yeah, and the guy does rent video or have the videotapes available for usage in the cabin he actually really i think highlights that as one of the benefits of staying there so why is it only that now these kids show up with their own videotape that was supposed to be a sports game that she ends up projecting onto that tape in at that particular moment why now uh, this is a really good question I, I, I then they said that they they went to watch it and it was supposed to be a game that they had taped and it had been overwritten by her images so she's mm. down on the well and she basically like she creates that videotape by yeah, overwriting what's too, on there because I thought, um, I thought Richard, her dad knew about the tape. Because the dad knows about, I mean, the dad knows the images that were burned onto the, the wall of the barn, the images that were injected into his own head. Yeah, but I he mean, wouldn't know anything about like the tape and making copies and all that kind of stuff. No, he, and why that's, would he know any of that mythology? Well, no, exactly. So that's so what he knows is that a reporter shows up to ask questions and you know mentions the the tape or whatever, and his familiarity with it is the sessions that were recorded when she was going under psychiatric evaluation but not anything in relation to yeah. there there was no videotape that was circulating up until this moment up until the kids went to the cabin so yeah they did say they were taped they were taping a game and then this is what showed up in right. the game yeah so i don't know if that's where, but where were they taping this game was it in the cabin or was it so, yeah you sure no no They're no, no, the no cabin. They, i think they brought the tape with them of a previously taped game that they were going to watch mm. yeah so and then of course the whole the end of mythology is that uh, she's allowed to survive because she makes a copy of the tape. So that's one thing that 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 comes out of left field completely. Like there's no, yeah. there's absolutely nothing that's set up over the course of the movie that says that the idea around what the spirit's looking for is to be able to replicate this tape or get other people to die or any of that. Or and and of course you know when you watch the tape, then you get this phone call, and that's another thing is how is she connected to the, the, the telephone network exactly <laughs> who's calling and you know what and why does she even give seven days i don't know i just i mean I, it's a cool concept uh, here's the thing the overall concept it's a cool hook you know watch a watch a videotape you're going to die in x number of days but it, when you really start to take a harder look at the mythology it doesn't i don't think it totally works the seven days is because that's how many days she was alive down in the well right right and you know yeah so maybe she doesn't have a prepaid at&t calling card but you know she's she's got you know mystical abilities uh, why are you trying to explain it <laughs> yeah to me to me that's just she's a ghost and so it's not like she's triggering the she's not making an actual phone call she's not going through the at t network she's just making the phone ring and doing a voice across it it's just like a haunting yeah no i i know but, i mean but, I'm, I'm just but i do I, just, I do I'm wonder just, about the the videotape and the origin of the actual videotape and i think in the japanese yeah. version they were talking a lot about like, oh, were these like, uh, was it like a pirate, um, like a pirate broadcast? And uh, so it was like sort of captured over the airwaves and 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 recorded onto the videotape. Right. Um, so I don't know. Maybe there was a, like a little bit of that. 
Maybe if they did, if they recorded it at the barn or at the uh, at the inn, that would make sense. If they re- that, 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 that gave sense. her the opening to actually to overwrite what's being recorded. Because she's, yeah, she's, yeah, so it captured her essence somehow. Yeah, because they're right over the well. And so she'd be able to like project those images yeah. onto the, the videotape. We'd have to go back and listen. I bet you they said they were trying to take... I thought they said... I thought they were taping it at the inn, which makes no sense. Like, why are you going to go up to the mountains to get a good signal? <laughs> watch this big game? Like, none of that makes sense. But I thought they were taping it at the inn to watch later i, I would have done it no it was like the kids going out yeah. to you know hey we're we're gonna rent a cabin and you know it's just like this four yeah. of us and but but it's U- usc versus UCLA. exactly come on well, yeah exactly yeah, all right all right i'm gonna tape it and then we'll go to the lake and then we'll come watch it think back to your teenage selves this all makes sense yes yeah, so I, I i i'll go with the they taped it there and they captured her essence and that's what is burned onto the tape and that was their first copy of it and so the opening for her was that it was the first time somebody had recorded in the cabin. Yeah. So like it, it etched her her abilities onto like magnetic. Can you imagine being a demonic spirit and like sitting in the well underneath it and you're like, come on, fuckers, just record something. <laughs> somebody, somebody do something up there. Like, come on, come on. Yeah. I don't understand. It's confusing that the dad, it felt to me like the dad knew about the tape and knew about the copy. Um, I don't think he knew about the tape. I don't. I think he, I think he, he basically re- reacted to her showing up and asking the questions, right? And then basically saying, okay... It's never going to stop. And he just basically lost his marbles at that point. Yeah. No, but he asked, did you, is that the, the, the only copy? Is that the only version? And he's like, no, I made copy. Right. So like that, to me, it seems a little suspect. They added confusion when they didn't need to. Yeah. The co- I mean, the copying thing was a little bit, again, yeah. kind of out of left field, but. Well, that's, to me, I felt like they could have ended the movie prior to that. They could have, they had a couple of opportunities to end the movie, which they didn't, uh, yeah, but, they didn't choose. Uh, okay. So did you not like the, the false ending? Which one? <laughs> Which one? Oh, no, I, I did. I, actually, I, no, I really so. liked it. I, I liked the fact that it... There was two. Th- there are two? All right. Yeah. Just, There's one when in the well. Yeah. So she's in the well and she finds a body yeah. and then they could have they ended yeah, it there. Yeah, that's the false ending. Saving her. It's like, oh, okay. I, I saved her. Now I've released her spirit and she's free. And It's like that moment in the cabin in the woods when they're like uh, the, they turn the japanese evil japanese spirit into a frog and she's happy right exactly <laughs> yeah when they, exactly. And, yeah <laughs> so the the second one they could have ended is when the 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 boy says uh you didn't help her did you and so they could have just cut right there uh, no, no i no. i think the false ending is is one of the strong points of the movie because i i had forgotten because yeah, you get sucked in because so you're thinking oh yeah because this is what would normally like this is the happy ending Right, right, but then it's like <laughs> when she's like lying in bed with Aiden, and and she tells him what she did, and he just like bolts up. Right, you didn't help her, did you? Like it was right, just yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. That was. But they could have ended it right then. But also. why? Right. No, because now you're thinking like, well, what's what the hell's going on? Well, exactly. Then you have the ring too. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, that's a, that's what they do with every horror movie. It's like, but oh, I like it because they end up. What do they end up doing? They just, they're like decide that, well, they have to like continue. They have to pass it on. It's sort of like uh, in It Follows, you know, you basically, follows, yeah. in order to live, you sort of like have to make a copy and like pass it on. So I, I that's what I take it to mean. I don't know. That, to me, that's where it starts to be at, like, okay, what? Well, it doesn't make any sense. Well, I agree. Like, you see your hand <laughs> making the copy and like, like, what? Well, I guess the question is, if you make the copy and then you never show it to somebody, are you still safe yourself? Well, yeah, because you made the co- you lived past that seven days or whatever, right? So then it's like once you once you get past the seven day window, it's like you make the copy, you put it in a safe, 
And then you say, please destroy upon my yeah, death. Yeah, but you and know, Noah made, Noah, he, he didn't, oh, well, I guess she's the one who made the copy. He didn't make a copy. He didn't make a copy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, neither did um, Aiden. Yeah, he, yeah did. he did. That's the That's very last her, scene of the movie. The last scene is her oh, right, right, forcing him course. to make a copy of Interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But to so, me, it, you didn't need to explain how she lived, right? Because she lived past her seven-day window. But I think they just moved that up and she saves them within the seven-day window. And then you don't need this copy business. Yeah. Copying, I don't know, just uh, a little bit out of, again, I'll keep saying it, left field. So I think they could have just left it as you weren't supposed to help her and then have her crawling out of the TV and getting uh, Noah would have been a good kind of finish. I, I don't agree. I, I think what I like about it is the fact that, you know, you're not supposed to help her. And then now you're thinking, oh, shit, now there's going to have to be, there's going to be a, like another climax where they somehow um, um, stop her from from killing again but they don't even do that though like right they just realize there's there's nothing we can do here other than to like pass it on and continue continue on this 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 whole mythology yeah it's so much nicer that way (laughs) well no it's a downer which which is what i liked about it no but i think they could have done it too just with her coming back killing him and you leave the cliffhanger like so many horror movies you have the cliffhanger right like it's not expected I thought the ending was good. I liked it, actually. Because I, I was definitely faked out not having yeah. seen it for so long, right? I was like, oh, okay. They're, somehow this is a happy resolution. I, I knew that they made a sequel, so I wasn't quite sure. And I never saw the sequel, but uh, I was kind of curious to see how they continue the story. Well, so, uh, quick question, because did you like the movie? Um, the Ring? Yeah, this, this movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good movie. It's a well-made movie. It's, it's definitely not what I would consider necessarily a horror film. The, the re- yeah, it's not yeah. as scary as I remember. The, and, as, and, I don't, and I don't think it's okay. particularly the, scary The, the reason all. I ask is because yesterday we were um, texting and, and it sounded like you didn't like it and you, were, you had a lot of bad things to say. And I was going to have to defend this movie. But it really, it's just, no, that no, you, I think, it's just that it's not a particular, it's not a scary movie, but you like the movie right. overall. Yeah. So it's more of yeah, a it's, I mean, mysterious sort of thriller. It's a stylish, well-made mystery, yeah. but the horror elements fall kind of flat okay. for me. I think the story could have used buttoning up. That's a hard part, too, is like when you're watching them for the podcast also, is you're looking for more gaps and holes, and mm-hmm. you're, you're thinking more about it. And I think this one works a lot better. Like the first time you're watching it, you're not really, you're just along for the ride. Watching it for continuity and issues and story and what, what how does this all fit together? is a lot more critical viewing than just enjoying the ride. What, uh, well, one thing that I think does really work well in the movie is the imagery. Like, I think the overall aesthetic that's, that's really in the good. movie is, you know, it has that kind of that blue green saturation. So it, it has, you know, it feels very uh, oppressive just in terms of kind of just the overall look and feel of the film. And I do think that the images in the videotape and the videotape itself are actually really interesting. I mean, they're, they're all kind of creepy and, it's, you know, you're not sure exactly what you're seeing, and I think it's effective. Um, by the way, quick side note on that one. Apparently, on the DVD, and this is awesome, but apparently there's an Easter egg with uh, when they first put it out that you can click to, you know, I think you have to click down or whatever, and it starts the video, and when it starts the video playing, it disables your remote control. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> so what happened. That, that's, yeah. And, yeah, so I started watching it. I for, totally forgot about it. I started watching it, and I was like, no, this is too creepy. And I was like, pause, pause. No, no. what? what? <laughs> I can't stop it. And that's what, that what, that's what amped up the level of. Oh, okay, yeah, well, that's, yeah. yeah that, I totally forgot about that's that. Kind of, you. That's fun, yeah. actually. That's, I mean, whoever put together that Easter egg on the DVD, like, kudos to you, because that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's, Colin, just, didn't you uh, turn your TV off, like, manually? I had to, yes. But you, but you had it playing through the stereo, so the sound yes, was still going. Yes. 
<laughs> okay, yeah. So I, I understand why this movie appeals to you. There's uh, just a very small amount of psychological damage that you experience after watching Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So much yeah. so that I had yeah. to watch it again the next day. Yeah. But I, so, anyways, I think the ladder, the mirror, I think the you know the flash of the lighthouse. I mean, I'll, I just I, I think that videotape itself or the 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 movie within the movie is pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was kind of creepy and well done. You have like, yeah, it's just kind of disturbing imagery. What I didn't, what I thought they just went overboard is like the matching up the, what you see in the videotape with reality. And they did like, I don't know, 20 times. Like, here's the ladder. Here's the ladder. Here's the TV. Here's the chair. Here's this. And like they showed the kids drawing and it matching the bar. And you're like, okay, I get it. Like <laughs> we're at the spot that we're supposed to be at from the videotape. I right. understand. I, I liked it. And they just kept showing, they reinforced it. Like I thought too much. I liked, like, I thought they were just like nice little touches every, like along the way, especially like the, the fly yeah. coming out of the, the, out of the monitor. That was, that was, yeah, that was weird. That, was, that, that doesn't make sense, but well, at that point you'd be like, that. But then again, like, you also know that you're going to die in seven days, you know, because you watched a videotape. So <laughs> all bets are off. Actually, you know, one, one thing about that seven days is it does blow through a couple of days relatively quickly in the movie. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like Thursday and then like she, she does one thing and then Friday. Wait, wait, what happens? What happened on Thursday? You know? <laughs> Wouldn't you make more of your time? By the way, since you mentioned that like day seven or day six and, you know, or Thursday, whatever. This, the way they did that, it was to me, it was like very reminiscent of seven. You know, with the titles mm. on the on the screen, and then just like the, yeah. the oppressive nature. The you know, in that movie in, in in seven, it's like always like raining. It felt a lot like it. Yeah, this this movie feels very damp. That's the other thing. Oh, certainly. Yeah, it's a, it's cast in Seattle. It takes place in Seattle. Yeah, I mean, it has lots of water, obviously, because the water that shows up as a theme throughout the film is a representation of the spirit coming to life or being in the area. It's because. You know, she spent some time, seven days down in a well. You did, you did some research into this. I did. Good, because this is all new to me. Like, I didn't, I wasn't yeah. able to do it. So, <laughs> well, you know, so the other a thing. fascinating uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, well, the other thing I, I do think is really effective is there are some specific images. And the one that really stuck with me, and it's something that I remember from the very first time I saw this movie, is the nails on the side of the inside of the well. Like this idea that she was frantically trying to claw her way up and there was a, you know, oh, her yeah. fingernails broke off. That's that's pretty creepy. Like that that I thought is it puts uh, the lotion in the basket. <laughs> yeah, it's unsettling, right? I mean, it's it's you know if you spend time in the bottom of a well, generally you're probably not in a good situation. Yeah, one thing I don't know how um, Naomi or I'm sorry, Rachel uh, fell down the well and didn't like break her neck. It looked like she hit her head. I, <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I don't know how she made her way down that well without um, without more I, damage. I, by the way, did you ever actually hear the rock hit the water when they dropped the rock in? Yes, I don't think it's you very do, faint. Do you? It's very faint. Oh, I was yeah. yeah, I was. Uh, I was watching it with headphones on. And, you know, oh. Did you count it out? You calculated the 32 feet per second? It was at 600 then. feet. <laughs> I don't know. It did not. <laughs> it seemed that way. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how she survived that fall. Well, and how deep was the water at the bottom when she... Because, I mean, it's only waist high for her, right? Yeah, like if she's falling that far, wouldn't she have to uh, yeah. break some legs or something? Well, I'll tell you, one other scene that I thought was really effective was the horse scene on the ferry. That, like I actually thought the way that they, <laughs> yeah, no, the way that they filmed that was actually pretty. Interesting. Why are you laughing? Yeah, apparently- that was good. My my only my go ahead. Go Why on. are you laughing? Uh, my only thought on that was here. I am coming near this horse, and it's getting more and more agitated. Let me go closer and closer to the horse and upset it more. Well, yeah, <laughs> wouldn't you like? Okay, this horse is upset. I'm just gonna, like it doesn't like me here. I'm gonna go away. I'm not gonna try and pet it and try and soothe it more. I just be like, all right, I'll let you be, big fella. I I, I totally like, agree. I was thinking I'll of the go same well thing. Elsewhere. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, just we, we, leave it alone. 
We all had the same thought. I, I do think the imagery of the horse jump itself off the side of the boat is kind of crazy. I mean, that's, that's, it's, and I, so I went and did some research. I'm like, how the hell did they do that? And apparently they had eight different horses that they brought in to do different parts of the scene when they were filming it. So each of the horses had kind of a specialization in terms of, you know, one could jump here, jump here. And, and the actual horse jump <clears throat> off the edge of the boat at the end was actually just onto a small platform. And then they used green screen. To, and they use CGI to create the effect of the horse actually, you know, kind of getting mangled and going off the side of the boat. But I think that's a pretty impactful scene. It's kind of, it's, it's somewhat shocking it is. when you see it. It, it, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it was both fantastic and awful just to see this right. happen. And yeah, it's very shocking. You're not used to it. It's an animal death. And so that's doubly so, right? Right. Yeah, it's just, it's a really, really disturbing scene. And seeing all the, the ferry passengers just like in shock at what's going on. And then looking over the side of the boat where you see the the wake from the propellers and then all of a sudden just like a rush of like red. And it's like, oh, God, this is awful. Yeah, that was the other thing. Like, I don't know why everyone would rush to the other side of the boat just to see. Because you're, you're hoping you're going to see this, the horse still in the water and they can like somehow save it. Instead, like there's this little girl peering over and she's like, <laughs> sees, just like you blood. see blood in the water. And it's oh, like man. all of a sudden it's like, no! <laughs> Don't you think that would have actually damaged the prop on that ferry? Grinding yeah, up a horse. Potentially. Maybe I can talk a little bit about the differences between these two movies, uh, the original and this one. The first thing I, I really noticed and it was very front was that um, there's a lot of scenes in the US version that are like dead on. They lifted right from the original. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, now they look very different. That's one thing. Like the um, Gore Verbinski's version is better because it's so well shot and it's got this a very sort of oppressive atmosphere to it, and that's really missing from the original. But I understand. I made it for like one point two million dollars. Okay. What is the what is the basic imagery that's in the Japanese on the Japanese videotape? So the imagery is a little bit different. First of all, the video itself is is very grainy. It's very difficult to see, uh, but you do have the mother combing her hair in the mirror and you do see um the girl in the mirror sort of like backing away but it's it's much grainier it's a lot more difficult to see they don't have any horses there's some other imagery in there i th honestly it looked like sumo wrestlers like crawling backwards <laughs> on the beach but i haven't gotten to that part yet because i like i said i got 30 minutes to go so i don't quite know so the the, the imagery is a, is a bit different and they don't do all of the callbacks. Now, the, the movie is also like an hour and a half instead of two hours. So you actually go through much quicker, like the first half of the movie. Oh, there's even like, here's an example. Like um, the the scene when um, Aiden is walking, it's raining and he's he's got his umbrella and he walks and he runs into Noah and they sort of look up at each other, right? And then they like wa continues walking past him. It's like this exact same shot from the original. <laughs> And then there's a, sh a scene where Aiden is like asleep on the floor and he's just like sprawled out on the floor, right? And then Rachel like picks him up and p takes him to bed. Exact same shot in the movie, in the original. So it's, that was really kind of interesting. Even like certain, the the the, the house in the beginning, um, the first scene with the, with the girls, even like so, sort of the setup in that house where the TV turns on, it looks almost like it's the same kitchen. So it was kind of odd that they really did this shot for shot. But then you get to like when they um, when they go to the island, that's where things like really start 
to change. And the whole mythology is is a lot different. And, right. and I haven't gone through it yet, but there's something around with ESP. Like there's a lot more of this, like an, uh, a focus on ESP and even the, the Noah character. He actually says that he has ESP and he touches the arm of this old man who is probably filling in for um, for Mr. Morgan. And then he sees like this imagery, like this historic imagery in his mind of what happened. And I think hmm. that's how they sort of are able to give the audience an understanding of what had happened before when uh, when Samara was a girl and she was still alive and like what it was between her, she and her mother. The little girl um, had actually killed someone with her mind. Like she just stopped this like guy's scanners? heart. Well, she stopped his heart. She didn't blow his head apart. Oh, okay. But. So, so there was that. So there is an ESP component into this that they sort of dance around, I think, in, uh, in the ring. Yeah, well, that's, that's kind of what I was wondering about, like the Aiden connection, right? The, the kid, because it, that it would seemed... That would connect them if he had it. Yeah, there's something. It, he has a little bit of the shining going on or something, right? The, the, it, yeah, so I think that you're right. Um, so what about yeah, the, in the Japanese version, what's the origin of the videotape? Like I said, it was, um, it seemed like they were trying to track down where it came from and it was like on this one specific peninsula so you know stand in for the island yeah and these girls again they were like tape trying to tape something oh and it was just and this is what it ended up being and so that's why they're talking about well was it like a pirate broadcast but there were no reports of any pirated pirate broadcasts in the area so it's really unclear again i'm talking about this without actually having seen the entire movie yeah um (laughs) Well, I remember when pirate but, broadcasting was a big thing. I remember Videodrome and yeah. a lot of those movies. And, yeah. You know. well, well, you know, if you think about movies where videotapes kill people, where does this rank on your list? Because I think it's very high. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm drawing a blank on what other movies where have a videotape that kills somebody. Well, other than Videodrome. Yeah. Or, or I mean, the videotapes themselves don't kill people. Because I, I think if there was a movie where the videotape itself killed you, like it, it, it unspooled and then like choked you, I think that would be a, like a really probably bad movie. Yeah, I think so. Or like a, like, like a VCR that maybe like, you know, someone's got their hand. They're like, no! And the VCR is like chomping their fingers off. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's a, I think one of the, one a, of the main differences. A, that's, a, that's a genre of VCRs that kill people. Right, yeah. T- totally different subgenre. One of the things I did like uh, was the opening scene i really did like it remind me of scream a lot oh Just yeah the I'll... opening of the like the two teenagers that kind of the the setup the killer going through and just them two at home alone and kind of sets the stage of it i think it's really good mm-hmm. really effective way to uh kind of open yeah very very strong opening i thought the scream call out or the, the scream reference you made is dead on right because that's yeah. even even the phone like the you know the look of the phone a little bit of yeah the, it feel it felt very, phone. very similar yeah, like the two girls home alone, and the, this thing happens to them. So, and yeah. that's it's and that's actually there's there's a good amount of tension in that scene too. Like you're, you know, I kept I kept waiting for the, the her to close the refrigerator door, door yeah. and have the have the the demon yeah. girl standing there. Right, that's I kept and so they they kept opening the refrigerator door and closing it, and you know, in front of your having it in frame, but it did not happen. So, and so it really yeah. ra- sort of ratcheted up the tension, and then you don't actually see anything happen to Katie, right? Right, and then. Now you're at the um, at the, the the memorial service at the house, and then so like the tensions like back down, it's 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 seeding away from you, and then boom, closet shot, 
And that was where I was like, oh my yeah. God, I was not expecting that. Uh, really, really good. Very well yeah, done. That twisted face is really, really yeah, like, but it, disturbing. Yeah, it totally. But in Ringu, you see her in the corner of the closet and her face is kind of in shadow, but you can tell it's not like it doesn't have all the makeup effects. And so that it, that was a sort of a letdown. So they really, you know, amped it up in the ring. And well, I'm glad yeah, they apparently, did. apparently they had to modify or they had to do some editing to not show the images for as long because that was going to be potentially pushing them to an R rating versus a PG-13. Yeah, I was kind of surprised it was PG-13, but they're pretty generous with the horror. Well, it's kind of <laughs> well I think, uh, you know, honestly, I think that helped because it's such a quick flash that you can't really focus in on it to see just how like gruesome yeah. it is. But what you know is that, oh my God, I've just been like super scared and then it's gone. Just that flash was like awful. And in my mind, it was like a whole lot worse than if you actually just sit there and look at it. Yeah, so using your brain to uh, complete the scary part of the film. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I also really liked the the imagery of the blurred faces in the photographs. Yeah, that I was think cool. Very creepy. Yeah. Not not explainable by by any of the uh mythology, but we'll go with it. Like why do you try to explain this stuff? <laughs> cuz we cuz I had a podcast today. <laughs> Oh, whatever. <laughs> All right. As I'm saying, if you're just along for the ride, it's a lot. It's a, a bit more fun. So. All right. You know who did the music? Oh, no, who did? Hans Zimmer. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I know. I was like, oh. Huh. That's a very understated Hans Zimmer score. Yeah, but it's it works extremely well. Yeah, I think the music is good. It, and it, it's not over overused, so it's not hitting you over the head with the, you know, using it to really ramp tension. It's very subtle. Mm-hmm. So uh, what? So first one, what was there? What was the scariest scene in the movie? Because I here's the thing: I, I was not scared. I don't think once during this entire movie. I guess the flash of the closet, like the sudden flash of the closet, would be the scariest scene. But mm-hmm. uh, how about yeah. for you guys? Yeah, the first the first scene followed by the the flash of the closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say the opening tension is probably one of the the best. By the way, one thing I did actually really appreciate was the DreamWorks logo, like when the when that was coming in, the fact that they gave it like the kind of the grainy videotape and, yeah, and had yeah. it a little bit distorted. So I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, I do like it when they do the uh, the studio logos in the in the style of the movie, like yeah. the Matrix and other ones have done that. Great things with yeah. that. Harry Potter does it with the Warner Brothers too, and it's cool. Oh, um, how about level of gore on this one? Because I, I think this is uh, you know on a scale from one to ten, this is maybe a two or yeah. two or three. I guess maybe because of the face flash, but. Uh, yeah. it's kind of like it's disturbing it's, it's more disturbing like the imagery like you don't really want to watch maggots on a, on a videotape is right. that great you know people shoving or pulling fingernails out and some other stuff it's not much in it so i would say it's a pretty low level but it's kind of more disturbing than gore yeah i agree but by the way do you know who did the makeup effects no nah. rick baker are you I serious yeah. yeah oh that's cool we, we have a category for him. And we do. <laughs> well, and that's, you know, so the one thing that is... I mean, Rick Baker wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought the the effects and the look of the... So the obviously the, the face flashes happen relatively quickly, but it, they're pretty creepy and disturbing. And yeah. I did like the, you know, even like the, the look of the bruising and stuff on the arms. Like it, it actually, it looks looks good. It looks like it hurts. So... Yeah, and uh, Samara's uh, makeup's really good. I thought like her... Like she's super creepy. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the main thing. Is this is the definitely probably the American uh, the Americanization of that? Um, I, I forget what you call it, but it's a it's a very common kind of horror trope in Japan with the very you know the the straight hair coming coming down over the face. It's a um, it's called the cousin it. The cousin it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, so so this is like this is something that's a part of just Japanese horror. It's not just like the girl from the ring. Or no, from it's actually this is um, and th- there's a there's a term for it that I saw when I was researching, and it, so it's it was more common or commonly shown in Japanese horror up until this point, and this was kind of the American introduction of it. Interesting. Well, I think now you had I'm this, no you had this, and you had The Grudge, and those two movies kind of put together that sort of the the aesthetic of that, or you know, it was the Americanization of that Japanese horror. Hmm. It probably makes it cheap too. Like if you have the face mostly covered, you don't have to worry so much about makeup as much. Probably yeah, nice, I, so. Although I kept waiting for them to do more of a reveal where the hair split and there was the face and it was really scary. Yeah. But not, not too much of that. So yeah, I, I'm not sure that this has, you know, much in the way of, or it doesn't, there's nothing really in terms of, you know, gore or anything like that. Um, <laughs> it's a nice change or break from some of our other movies we've watched. So this is not a uh, evil dead remake with someone getting their ankles chain sawed off or, Somebody cutting off their arm with a meat slicer. Again, a very funny moment. But by, by the way, so now that I'm thinking about it, is there any of the color red at all in this movie other than like the sort of the leaves on that on that tree, which were not even red, they were more like like a, an orangey gold. Yeah, the horse blood or, maybe in the water. That was yeah, it. I guess the, that was it. Yeah, that was the only yeah, gore. There wasn't much blood in yeah. it. Most yeah. of the blood was all like, even if anything they showed was more of a black. Yeah. Do we have a coolest kill in this movie? I don't really think so. I guess it would be the horse. The horse, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean. Horse through the fairy I'm, blade. I'm, not, I'm, not I'm, I'm never going to uh, put an animal death into the cool kill category. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think yeah. there were any cool kills in this one. So The electrocute, you can go with the Richard Morgan oh, yes. with the, yeah. the electrocution. I mean, that, yeah. that was an insanely done suicide. Um, that was That was good. I liked it. I was just kind of wondering if he would trip a breaker right up until the point that he was going to kill himself. Be like, oh, God damn it. I got to go over to the panel and reset the breaker and <laughs> try like, again. He's like, now I'm all wet. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, then how about choose your death of, of those that did die in this movie? Not that you have a lot of options, but what would you do? How would you go no. out? Oh, oh, what def- are our options? Yeah, definitely the the bathtub. I don't want to get mangled by a propeller. Death? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, either, it's either electrocute yourself in the bathtub, um, get your face you know, get scared to death or whatever by Samara. Um, but you know, what I would do is I would just replicate what the horse did on the ferry. Like I would just take a ferry out there and then, you know, like halfway through, just start going crazy and running around, running around and jump <laughs> off the front of the boat. <laughs> get chopped up in some propellers. No. Can, we, can I do, what What about the uh, the mom? Throw yourself off the cliff? Is that the... Uh... Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah, you just take a, just do, do a swan dive off the cliff. That's an option. Colin, what do you got? I don't know why, but I, I really think that electrocution is the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, like I, I really don't want to like fall to my death. No, that's um, not uh, a pleasant one. Electrocution doesn't sound like that much fun either, though. No, electrocution sounds like a couple hard seconds you got to get through. <laughs> no, do you, do you, do you get a, like a smell of yourself burning as you're going? Like, do you get any? Like, yeah, probably. Like, well, I guess the other thing is, <laughs> you guys could also choose to be locked in the bottom of a well for seven days in darkness. That yeah, doesn't that, sound good either. On. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure how she survived seven days. By the way, I mean hypothermia. Uh, I mean, she definitely has, you know, some, well, she has water, so that she's not water. That's, that's, which is good. that's the biggest yeah. thing. It's the water because you can go through like starvation without eating, but you can only go for what was it? Three two, days, two days, three days without water. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think sitting, you know, almost full for her, it'd be almost fully submerged in water for seven days. I'd imagine probably uh, causes a few skin issues. Well, I was going to say, yeah, she'd be really pruned up. <laughs> Death by waterlog. <laughs> Okay, well then, let me ask you this, guys. What did you learn from the movie? Uh, I learned a couple of things. I think um, don't watch random videotapes is usually good advice. 
uh, the the standard "Don't go to a cabin in the woods" is we've learned many times over. I think it applies once again. And also, if if you can't have a child, don't don't do something evil to get one. I don't know what those parents did to get Samara, but I'm pretty sure like it wasn't quite right. I don't think they did anything evil. I think they came to an adoption agency or you know an orphanage and said, "Hey, you got any kids?" And the the people that were you know, minding the orphanage, like, like, oh, like, let's unload Samara on these guys. I, I think they did something because they didn't, they didn't let anyone know. They just disappeared and came back with child. Seems a little bit, a little bit sus. Colin, what'd you learn? I learned that if I ever have a daughter who is projecting evil images into my mind, that I will take her to get a haircut once a week. <laughs> I'll tell you what I learned, actually two things. Well, the first one Marcus already said, which is the note that I have here is, it's the exact same thing we always learn. Stop going to fucking cabins. Like that. <laughs> that's that's because no, no good comes of uh, nasty looking cabins. But then I guess the other one would be, if you are killing your child, make sure you finish the job, right? Before you dump her in the wall. Also, <laughs> if a horse is reacting badly to your, your uh, gentle cooings. Walk um, away. Stop. Just walk away. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I think we're... Ready for wrap-up, so final thoughts. Marcus, what do you got? I enjoyed the movie still on second watch. It's not nearly as scary or as effective. Um, when I first watched it, I thought it was going to be a bit better than it was. But it was still still kind of enjoyable. It's still a good movie, good performances. The Visually, it's really kind of gripping and interesting and disturbing to a certain degree. But So overall, I like the movie. Uh, letter grade for a horror movie, I'd probably give it a B. Good movie, enjoyable. Not that scary. Colin. I think it's really, really well made. I think it's got a great idea. So the the concept that they took from the the original works very well. So it's, I think as an update, as a remake, it is it really succeeded. I love the atmospheric feeling of it, the oppressive sort of nature. It's got a couple of really good performances from uh, David Dorfman, who plays Aiden, and um, and Naomi Watts. I love a good mystery. I love a, a, a good, like uh, trying to to uh, you know complete a puzzle. So, but you're right. It's not it's not scary. It, aside from that that first scare, it's really not very scary. But it's really it's it, it's a good movie, and because of that, I think it's successful. It's just yeah, it's not very scary. I give it a B plus. Well, I will give it a B. I think we're all kind of in in the same general area. I think that very well-made film. I do think that the imagery and the atmosphere and just kind of the overall color saturation, I think is actually really interesting. So it's, it's an interesting movie to watch. It's very, um, it's very tight. You know, there's not a lot of, you know, you don't watch that movie and say for, I think it's an hour and 55 minutes, right? The U S version. Um, you don't walk away saying, Oh my gosh, there's just a lot of fat there that they could have cut. So, and it, so for, and for the time that it, it, is or for the duration of the film it does move along pretty well i think naomi, naomi watts is great you're you're watching sort of an interesting mystery and it's an investigation so i, I don't really you know i i don't think of this necessarily as, a, as much of a horror movie at all honestly uh, and i do think that there are some problems with the mythology like when you really think about it but of course all that can just be you know validated by saying that she's an evil spirit and she has these amazing powers or whatever so you can just kind of move past it um, and I do think that just the fact that it's a VHS tape at this point, it does date the movie just a little bit. All that being said, I do think that 
it's it's definitely worth watching. I am curious to know, Colin, your final opinion of the Japanese version because if anything, after watching this movie, what I what it made me want to do was go back and watch the original Japanese version just to see what how it compared. What's the uh, what's the the modern remake? And I, I haven't seen Fear.com because actually Ebert did compare this movie to Fear.com. Is that the if they update it to to modernize it, like don't go to don't don't stream that website. Don't stream this video. <laughs> if you click that link, you're gonna die in seven days. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think it works. I don't think the media itself is all that important. It's it's the imagery that you see. I, th- I think the urban legend of fact of like, oh, there's a videotape circling around. If you watch it, you die. Yeah, is a is a is a fun. Urban it's a great legend. concept. It's yeah. a great hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, hundred percent. Like any urban legend that could po- like come to life is a is a good. They, they, they a should make a horror about movie that. about urban legends. <laughs> oh wait, they did. What would they call it? <laughs> I never saw that movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I have to I have to watch fear.com because actually Ebert says this one compares to that and says the ring rips off fear.com and that one's a better fun version of it, have ever, of a bad movie. Have I, have I heard of fear.com? Uh, you have now. I think Roger Ebert either, you know, like got up on the wrong side of the bed when he watched this movie or maybe he, he saw the original Ringo and then he was just like, ah, oh, it's just going to be another stupid remake, you know, uh, and I, I don't think he was in the right frame of mind. He said he really enjoyed, like, his crafted well. Visually, is great. He just didn't like the ending. All right. Well, I've certainly have said everything I wish to say about the ring. You guys want to throw anything else out there? I thought it was going to be better. We all have to keep our search for a. Yeah, actually, truly you know what? That, that is an ask. So we mentioned that the contact us, uh, where, you know, find us on Twitter or, you know, send us a message at feedback at realdmc.com. The main thing we would love to have is a really good recommendation on a very scary movie. Like, what's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Because I'm having a difficult time finding a scary movie at this point. It's just because we're old fucks is really what it comes down to. <laughs> that is true. All right. Well, hope you enjoyed our conversation about The Ring. Seemed like we all mostly liked it. Had some questions about the mythology, but overall, a very solid recommendation from everybody. Particularly... Uh, appreciative of the overall sort of look and feel of the film in terms of the just the aesthetics and some of the imagery we think is really effective so could do worse if you're looking for a horror movie although again this one didn't particularly scare us so if you have that scary horror movie we're really we really want to know what it is so shoot us a line and let us know uh, what your recommendation is and otherwise what i'll say is this is the real dmc podcast signing off goodbye everybody goodbye 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 Be kind. Rewind.